0: I'm your host, Emma Reushock. I'm here with special guest, Dr. Pat, an author called of Why Are You Sick, Fat, and Tired? Now thank you very you, much. Yeah, and fun. you do other things as well, but thank you so much for being on the show.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate being here, and sorry to interrupt you.
0: <laughs> it's okay. This is radio, is us, TV, so, you know, things happen.
1: hmm Yep. <laughs> especially at a distance, especially after storms.
0: <laughs> exactly. But we won't yeah. get into the storms today. So what career path did you take first that led into writing?
1: Well, you know, I never thought I was a good writer because when um, I was in ninth grade um, and I went into ninth grade, I did not do well on whatever tests you take to go into high school.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so they put me in a remedial class with a a nun I went to a Catholic school with a nun that was absolutely vicious and you know if you were in that class she thought that you were dumb and so nobody ever really had any like or had any desire to like really write in there or do better you just wanted to do the work and get out of there and so that always left an impression on me that I didn't know how to write I didn't, and I couldn't put the pieces of the puzzle together. And, you know, looking back on it, that was a, you know, a defining moment. And I didn't, you know, I didn't have the tools to know how to get past that at that time. So, you know, that's where that all started. And then I would write things because I could think outside the box and I was very creative, Um, and you know, some, one person told me one time that my parents should have sent me to a Montessori school instead of a Catholic parochial school, (laughs) because, you know, I was, I was the out of the box thinker. I drove most of my teachers crazy because I would have a different perspective and take a look at things that sometimes were very successful and, but they never, ever thought of themselves. And then they would have me write it up. And then, you know, I would always go back to that you know, like being in ninth grade again, going like, well, I really don't know how to write that up. I don't know how to write term papers and things like that. And so, um, it took me a lot in college to work through that and get past that. And then I went from, um, that point in time of going to chiropractic school. Um, and being able to like present papers that I wrote in front of groups of people, and I was eventually hired as an instructor there, and I taught specific classes. And so, it kind of like you know, one thing led into another, led into another, mm-hmm. you know. And then I had to write copy for my office and that we had I had office on Cape Cod with my ex husband. We were married at the time. And, you know, so things that went out, I always overlooked and I changed, you know, some graphics and a dear friend of mine, who's no longer with us on the planet. Um, one day I said to him, I wrote a five page um, letter, you know, to, uh, you know, for, I can't remember what it was for. And I showed it to him and he said to me, so what's the purpose of the letter? <laughs> And I just said to him, Well, the purpose of the letter is yak, 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 whatever it was. And then he said, Great, get this five page letter down. You can say it in a page, a page and a half. And I went, How do you do that? No one's ever taught me how to do that. How do you do that? And so he taught me how to take my thinking process out and go from a rough draft of five pages and get it down to one page you know, with clear, concise English, and a very specific way to deliver information. He was an attorney. And so he gave me such a big gift. And from having that gift is where I started taking a look at, like, you know, writing, you know, and getting the idea for this book, Why Are You Sick, Fat, and Tired. And and so that could help people, you know, like, what's the purpose of the book? Yeah, and so that's what I always, before I write copy, before I write in, what's the purpose of this email? What's the purpose of this note to somebody? You know, and then I, you know, and then it's a lot easier and it's much more concise.
0: It helps when you have people that start young and teaching you, but it doesn't matter mm-hmm. what your career path is. You learn how to do what you need to do, what you're passionate about through mm-hmm. teachers through, all through our lives. Mm-hmm. And it's great that you had a lawyer teach you how to get it down to take
1: all the fluff out. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, he was just, you know, his and his reasoning was very similar to how, you know, when I'm positioning, talking to people about health also too, because I listen to what language someone's talking. So I use their words and I use their, their English in order to convey a thought to them. And then, you know, when I ask for something, if I need to do that, then I ask for it in a way that is a mix of my language and their language. So they're not going like, no, they're saying like, oh, there's a possibility for that, you know, and it opens up that that realm. So it's kind of like almost a little bit of a persuasive, you know, conversation and also scripting. When you're
0: able to use the words that we say, say in the mm-hmm. language that people actually gravitate to, because every person has their own language verbiage mm-hmm. that they gravitate to, now they actually
1: listen to you. Mm-hmm. It's it changes a big. It was a huge um, shift mm-hmm. in how I communicate verbally also how I would write and I'd write copy and, you know, and that's where I started writing a little bit, you know, more articles. And so I would go in I mean, I could go back to stuff I wrote like five years ago and probably edit it and get it down even, you know, to a shorter copy than what's there right now.
0: Probably. Yeah. But why did you write? Why are you sick, fat and tired?
1: Oh, yes, that um, I wrote that because I had patients and clients who at the time I was still seeing patients, but I had, you know, I would ask people to fill out a form. And when they filled out this form, they said, you know, I would look at it and I said, you missed this whole section. Well, it sounded like the same kind of question that was over here, or, you know, I didn't understand what they were asking. So I said, Hmm, let me see what it is. And so I would have to go through and explain to them the question, like, what are they asking? Some of medical terms, you can't change. They're what they are. Yeah. Um, no matter if, they, you know, so if you're infringing upon somebody else's else, or it, medical terms just have, just are what they are. And so um, what I started to notice as I started to notice such a trend in certain uh, ways that people were thinking. So I wanted to help masses of people I wanna help people can, to get better information so that they can make better decisions. Cause a lot of times, you know, I go, and, and also to learn like, like how to ask the right question. Cause a lot of times people don't ask the right question and they're basing serious decisions upon their wrong question that they're asking a physician or somebody of really great now, whatever it is, doesn't even have to be about your health. you know. And if you understand how to formulate the right question, then you can get better answers so you can make better decisions. So the idea of the book was to make it into a workbook, a guidebook and an advocating tool and ask questions about each one of your organ systems. So it's not just one organ system, it's like a Swiss watch. They all interrelate to each other. When one slows down, another one slows down. When one speeds up, another one speeds up and another one's gotta slow down because of that. So it's very intricate how it all works together, just like a Swiss watch. So if you can take and look at like, what is, is there something that's lurking below the surface? that's like muddling around and, you know, doesn't have any place to go, but looking for the opportunity. If you give it the opportunity, it will express itself. So the idea is to find out where those weak links are and fortify those weak links and those organ systems in your body. So you don't, um, if you are going to express something, you might express it less or else you might be able to quell it completely. So the idea is to just to be able to have a bird's eye view of your health snapshot at a given time using it as a workbook guidebook and an advocating tool. And then being able to ask somebody who has the ability to read something like that, those kind of charts, like a uh, lifestyle medicine practitioner, or a functional medicine practitioner, you know, it's just like, how does this interrelate? Because we don't, Relate we relate to the human body very differently than a traditional medicine doctor because traditional medicine is like doctor centered it's you know it's early detection. We're looking at like what's the problem what where's the root problem and where does that bit of root problem settle in your body, you know, and where, where do you have the most inflammation. Like, you know, so it's just like, if you're looking at layers of a cake, that inflammation is infiltrating all of it. You gotta find like, where's the root problem? Where's the cause of the problem? And then attach that, go to that problem. And that gives you a really useful tool as a test, not guessing method to go from point A to point C, or at least on like maybe a point A to point T or <laughs> something that like it. Right. So that you have a little bit of a progression along with that.
0: Right. It's okay. I have a pain in my toe. Well, where is the pain in the toe? If you go through acupuncture and Chinese medicine, now they have different places on your feet, you know, pressure points that link back to other pieces of your body. This is basically everything's interlinked.
1: Well, your mm-hmm. toe pain could be your kidney pain and you're not wow. manufacturing. That could be very true, especially for the kidney because the kidney meridian starts on the ball of the foot. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the other part about that is in Chinese medicine because I'm a Chinese physician also, is that if you have pain on your feet for them to treat your pain on your feet, a lot of times they go to your upper extremity mm-hmm. of your hand or your arm to treat a pain that's on your, like your, your toe and the such. Yeah. It also has, it's the same for the head, mm-hmm. you know, and moving on down. Everything's
0: interlinked. If you're going to mm-hmm. actually ask, well, what is the problem? Or what are my other symptoms? Now you can actually go to and have that conversation with your doctor, with your practitioner, with your team, mm-hmm. your medical team, to find right. out actually what's going on.
1: Yeah, where, where's what makes the most sense? You know, one of the things that um, I think people are so confused about their health by is because. They have a challenge, or they don't want to even acknowledge. A lot of people don't want to talk about their health, you know, and they wait until they have a crisis, which is a really bad thing to do. But because um, you're on alarm, then then you're like, you know, you don't have as much leeway. It's like when you're driving down a road, you always want to be going down, down a road that you have, you know, like if you make a mistake and start to slide off the road, you've got space to correct it, you know. When you it, it's same with your health, you don't want to wait till you have a crisis, you know, and there's no room to go someplace, right? And So, you know, I I think that um, in being able to, you know, position the the body into a certain position, find out what the roadmap really looks like, you know where to start your health journey. And then you know where your next best step is, or your next best step is. So it's like taking that layer off, you know, um, each time saying, like, okay, we got this handled. And like, what's still going on, you know? And you keep on going down until you find the root cause. Right. And
0: with a practitioner like you, it's not here's a pill for the symptom, it is actually finding out what the root cause is.
1: Right. I had a telephone call today very quickly. And this woman said, I can't get on zoom because I went and had this facial done. And I had a really bad reaction to, you know, the cream that they put on my face. Mm-hmm. And she said, so I don't want to get on a zoom and, you know, chat with you. And I said, okay, so what kind of cream was it? <laughs> I just went into doctor world. And what kind of cream was that? Okay, so here's what you do. Yeah. And I gave her a remedy to do you know that I go do you have this in your house Do you have this in your house do you have this in your house great so go do this you know and and I just I told her to do it and just before we got on here she texted me and said like thank you you know and and she said it's almost like the reaction that she had was like almost gone but it was it cooled it and it got a little bit more under control for her you know she was thank you and I just went you're welcome that's what I do We can go
0: to the store and buy a Tylenol for pain. We can go to the store and buy a pain relieving cream or whatever, you know, we have these out there, but at the same time, are we actually taking care of what the root problem
1: is? You're masking the symptom. You know, it's just like people, you know, people think, you know, like for instance, I have a cousin who takes high blood pressure meds and we have this argument all the time. Not really an argument, but, you know, he'll say to me, he goes, I'm really healthy. And I said, are you healthy? You're healthy because you take meds that give you false positives or false or like normals. Um, You know, and I said, so you're taking meds for, to control your blood pressure, which you might have to do, but know that that doesn't mean you're healthy. If you have to control something in your body, a function, then you're not healthy. And if you have to take meds in order to do that, you're not healthy. And that book, Why Are You Sick, Fat, and Tired, especially the second edition is for you because it will identify where that weak link is at. And then you can decide how you want to approach it and how you want to move forward. And, you know, and you'll have some base knowledge so that you're not hitting your head against the wall going, why isn't this working? And the idea is to, I mean, when we have crises, we always go back to our center. We always go back to the lizard brain. We always go back to our survival instinct. And when you do that, you're in like a box. And that's your box of knowledge of what you know. The thing is, we have to realize is that there's an infinitesimal amount of possibilities out there. There's always something that you can do. You just have to remember that there's no walls to your box. You know, and there's in these possibilities. You have to look outside. You have to like, you know, sometimes you got to go outside and hug a tree. You've got to go breathe oxygen. You have to be outside. It's healthy for you. Mm -hmm. And so if you, it's the same thing, you know, on this principle. So, you know, it's just like, you know, thinking... Inside your box is only going to keep you inside your box, and you might miss really golden opportunities to have stellar health and wellness and well-being, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and socially, because you're stuck in your box. And it's just like and you didn't think to ask. And a lot of people say they want that lifestyle change, mm-hmm. and then crap hits the fan, you know, so to speak, and then they're looking at the line for surgery and pills. And they want to opt out of being in a healthy lifestyle, as opposed to going, what's really going on? What's the big problem here? Mm -hmm. And how do I focus on it? And how do I get some help for that one particular problem that's causing all these other problems? And that's why you have people like me.
0: Exactly. I mean, you can go, okay, I'm having pain today. Well, the pain could be actually caused from depression, was caused from depression. Is it mm-hmm. chemical imbalance, or is it the need to be out in nature? There's, um, mm-hmm. this is just a random example. It doesn't mean every person in depression needs to go out, out in nature, obviously.
1: Everyone. But they, but they do need to eat better because the gut brain access is huge and depression and anxiety and a lot of psycho, uh, psycho type of um, wellness issues, mm-hmm. you know, are related back to the gut. That's proven. (laughs) (laughs) That is very true. I
0: mean, (laughs) if you change your diet, literally change your diet to something healthy, it doesn't mean go to paleo or do all vegetarian, you have Mm -hmm. to find the diet that works with your individual body, everybody is different, literally, but at the same time, eat healthy, you might see a change in your moods. Maybe your pain's caused from the depression. Maybe it's caused from your gut. Maybe it's caused from something else that's going on.
1: We I always learn and always teach that pain is an indicator. It's not a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And so when you have pain, something's wrong. So the idea is to find out exactly where the pain goes. A matter of fact, it uh, travels up and down a, a track, the nerve track called the lateral spinal thalamic track. And the lateral spinal thalamic track carries pain, but it's also the same track, get this, that make people laugh. So when people are laughing, that sensation or those, um, that messaging is going up and down the same, um, the, sp- the same spinal or nerve track from the head to the body. I always thought that was funny that Don't is
0: hilarious because if you think about it if you 're laughing you 're actually not thinking about your pain either
1: mm-hmm. it's the same it 's the same track it doesn't it doesn 't change for anybody it's the same thing
0: so you have um, version two of your book coming out. What else are you currently working on?
1: Well, I started working on in which I will get back to i i am Uh, re-recording a course um, that um, I am releasing called Be Stronger, Um, and the idea of is being stronger um, than medicine. It's for busy professionals, executives, leaders, parents, anybody who has to have um, a a better handle on your health, Um, think better, feel better, move better, uh, be more productive, Um, And I do that with, you know, working with, you know, um, mindset initiatives, specifically because if you don't have the mindset, it's difficult to do a lot of other different things and, um, and also um, other wellness initiatives by teaching things about like diet, exercise, sleep, positive, you know, mental attitude, the, you know, posture, structure, function type thing. So I'm working on that and I'm uh, re-recording a portion of that like right now in order to, so that it can be released um, by um, August is what my target date is right now. And I um, also have a book that I am uh, have the title for and I'm piecing the pieces of the puzzle together. I've got to work with a virtual assistant to organize some things for me. Um, and I'm calling the book, like who does that anyway? And it's really about how to have like the people who have, you know, really great, you know, like rituals and habits. Um, And what do they do? What do those people do that I'm not doing? Or what do those people do that somebody else is doing? And then the idea of like, how can you do them too? You know, this is this, give me your problem. I'll give you a solution. I love challenges. I love, you know, creating solutions for them. And I like to make them, you know, better and simpler. And sometimes I'm way outside my dots for that, um, my own nine dots. And then, but I also, you know, um, it's important, you know, that when I uh, work with somebody in, in those situations and where I have in the past and for this book, for the background information is I walk the walk and talk the talk with them. So that. Um, you know, for me being there and being available in that fashion um, for the, my examples in the book have been really interesting. So I have a a lot of that data background. I just have to piece the puzzle together. So it makes sense in a a logical fashion.
0: Well, that's wonderful because how many people go, oh, I have this problem. What's the problem? Well, it could be, oh, my health. It could be I'm broke. It could be whatever the problem is. There's always a solution hmm. But sometimes yeah. your solution doesn't fit in your proclaimed little box that you live in.
1: For sure. And, you know, and that's when you're shifting out where you have like, okay, so if I want, if I really, 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 really want that, you know, what is my first step that I have to do? Because if you have a thought and you can take that thought and you can journal that thought, then you can make a plan about how to go about getting that in in motion. And when you go into motion is when you can tweak your behavior. You can go like, okay, this worked up to here, but then I hit a roadblock or I plateaued. So what do I have to do now? and, And having somebody that you can have a conversation with, but you can give you some solutions you know, because in your box, you're, you're stuck, you know, so, you know, if somebody else can see outside and go like, but did you think of this or this or go here, you know, here's a person I can put you in touch with that does that specific thing. You can ask them, right. You know, so there's, there's always, you know, always stuff out there. So I like the idea of that, you know, looking at what's the why, what's the how, and then, you know, finally, you know, uh, is that what's the what. Mm -hmm. You know, and so they all have to go together in order to really have a solution that is sustainable and last.
0: Exactly. It doesn't matter if you're a business owner, just mom running a household or Mm -hmm. whatever, whatever it is. If you have that one person you can go to or a team of people you can go to, doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily have family or coaches. It could be anyone that you trust. You can figure out a solution for any problem. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't mean go out and find a solution and then create a problem to fit that solution.
1: <laughs> well, some people do it that way too. And it makes it a little bit difficult and a bigger struggle for no apparent reason at all. <laughs> you know, it's like we have to stop re- trying to reinvent the wheel because the wheel doesn't need to be reinvented. You know? yeah. It needs to be driven. And you just yeah. have to get the right wheel for you that mm-hmm. you can run with. And that you have, you know, as little glitches as possible to it, you know, and also, you know, it's like, you know, when I say that I have the image of, you know, remember when they used to have bicycles that had tubes in them, mm-hmm. you know, my bike always had this little pack on the back because I can't, I always left the house with all my tools you know, with my screwdriver, like my wrench, so that I, in case I had a flat tire and how, you know, and I was able to get, you know, and like take my tire off and take the tube off and find out where the hole was at and then patch it up with the glue and everything else like this, and then put it all back together (laughs) and then come home. (laughs) And, and it's just like, I would, you know, it it was such a common experience for me to do that. I used to take my bike together and I would see it, I would put it together and then I would take it all apart. And I would lay all the pieces, and I challenged myself as a kid to put it all back together, and that, and you know, that always gave me structure and function. In case I didn't, I didn't like how the bike was riding, you know. But I really, I've always been uh, a bike enthusiast. Right now, I don't have one, and I walk instead. Right now, but you know, I really enjoy that motion. I like being on a bicycle always because you move. You got to move.
0: You move, and you get to see things at a different pace than you Mm -hmm. do at walking. It is a different experience and if you're driving the same road right regardless of how you're going down the same road regardless
1: but it's how you get there and yeah what it's see. like he well it's even like being a passenger in a car mm-hmm. right yeah, so it's just like when you're driving in a car you don't see what the passenger in the car sees. you know right. so you have this you're going down the road and you're looking at the same thing and your perspective is like sometimes completely different you know or they'll say hey did you see that bird you know, thinking, no, I'm trying not to hit the car in front of us. <laughs> so yeah. you're, not, you're not looking for those other things that, you know, sometimes, and if they bring in enjoyment for you, then you should do even, you should do it more.
0: Exactly. But we are almost out of time. So where Sorry. can our listeners and our viewers find you?
1: They can find me on LinkedIn. Um, I have a profile on LinkedIn. Um, as, if you go in and look at Dr. Pat Boulogne, B-O-U-L-O-G-N-E. Um, you can find me there. I have a Facebook page, and my website is healthteamnetwork.com. Uh, and that is being um, the old page is up right now. I'm have, it was having problems with the new page, so we put the other one up just to have it out there. Um, but on that page, you know, if you have a question that you would like to ask me, if you open up that website and if you scroll down the first page, you will see a microphone. And you can click on that microphone and you can ask me a question directly. It comes directly to my computer and I can get back with you on that. I always thought that was a really cool feature. So the web webpage, um, LinkedIn, Facebook, um, I'm on Instagram for short stuff, but my big uh, support page is LinkedIn, I would say.
0: Well, you're professional. So that makes perfect sense to have your main page be yeah. on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm but thank you so much for
1: being on the show today. Thank you. I appreciate meeting you and I appreciate sharing time with you. Um, It's been really a pleasure. It's a blessing. This has been really fun. And for our reviewers and our listeners, happy
0: getting help.